you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, January 24th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is dulcet and delightful in two and a half languages, English, Spanish, and Portuguese. I'm assuming the beautiful but bewildering Portuguese (laughs) accounts for the half. I'll find out in a moment. She is the host of NFL Total Access and the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. She is the high flying hyphenate. She is MJ Acosta Ruiz. Welcome back, MJ. I feel like I want to clap. You want to clap? That was pretty good. Portuguese, but Uh, Wow, that's more than I have. It's one of the strangest languages I've ever heard. And let me just clarify, I don't mean weird in some sort of negative way. No, it's not casting aspersions. It just is bewildering to me. My Mm -hmm. thick head can't get, I just can't get around it. It sounds Dutch one moment, it sounds (laughs) Spanish the next. It's French another. It's weird. She only has half of it mastered. Well, and that explains the half. Voice number two is the former number one overall pick, the Super Bowl champion. He's an analyst, a mentor, a coach an NFL quarterback who is the big brother to an NFL quarterback. He fixed a flat tire the other day in That's record right. time and walked away without a hair out of place. He's David Carr. Welcome back. Grew up in Bakersfield, man. What do you expect? What I am ask? your host, NFL <laughs> Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, the perfect plan for a Niners upset of the top-seeded Philadelphia Eagles in the form of specific numbers, exact stats that will add up to a win for the Bayside Bullies. David Carr has exact stat numbers for Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles that will add up Mm -hmm. to an Eagles win 
over the Niners. We are covering both sides of that one. And of course, we will talk about the AFC game. The Bengals in Kansas City at Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. What is the latest news on Patrick Mahomes? Will Patrick Mahomes start? Will he play? Will he finish the game? What would it take for Andy Reid to say, you know what, Patrick, thank you, but no, we're going to Chad Henney. I'm going to ask David Carr about that, so be ready for that one. Okay. Keep in mind, listener, that the line in the Bengals and Chiefs game began with the Chiefs as a two and a half point favorite. In only 48 short hours, that has shifted. The Bengals are now the favorites by either one and a half or two and a half, depending on where you look. The numbers are not important, but what is important is the sensation out there in our NFL and sports community that the Bengals are, in fact, the team to beat. We will ask both MJ and David if there is any truth to that. But first, this. I know this is high praise, but to have him out there is like having, uh, nah, I shouldn't even go there, but like he's having like Michael Jordan out there. Like he's your leader. He's your leader. He's your guy. Okay, guys, he told himself that he shouldn't say what he was about to say, but MJ, he said it anyway. <laughs> it's a little too easy to criticize Nick Sirianni. I love what I've seen from him this year. We doubted him in his press conference in week one before the season even started, but man, he's really grown on me. I love his enthusiasm on the sidelines, so yeah. I'm not surprised that he may be overspoke here. You can imagine Jalen Hurst going, hey, coach, thanks a lot for those yeah, questions. Right. Bar, little, I'm going to get this week. Imagine if he makes the Super Bowl two weeks of those questions. But let's stay positive, MJ. Honor the comparison and tell huh. our listeners why Nick Sirianni is absolutely right. I can see where he was trying to go with this, right? I mean, a generous, because um, it's just hard to set that bar. But when you think about the character traits especially as a leader of men in a locker room and certainly out in the field of play or in the court in Michael Jordan's um, part, you can understand why he's trying to draw that comparison. The leadership we've seen from Jalen, the way that the players have 100% bought in, um, invested in, if you will, to what Jalen has shown them by example out there, to be unflappable, to be fearless, um, and to be dedicated to this team, we remember from the Jordan days, he expected excellence from every single person that was out there playing with him. And beyond that, he made other people better. Um, and that's what we've seen from Jalen as well. Yeah, he absolutely did. I think that's exactly right. And he also, David Carr, always wanted the ball in his hands, mm -hmm. right? In a have to make it to win a game, last second shot, right? Kid on the playground, counting himself down. That was Jordan to the end. Yeah. He always wanted the ball in his hands. That's the kind of guy that we are seeing in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think MJ laid out his personality traits brilliantly. I think that that's, that's a great aspect of his game. I think that that's, that just comes from being so confident in what you do on the field. He's secure taking every shot, to use an MJ reference. So MJ, in those last moments, would be totally content going baseline and stuffing it on the entire team or hitting a fadeaway into the opponent's bench. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that, that's where you get the Jalen Hurts comparison for me from a quarterback standpoint, is because he never panics on the field. He takes that personality trait to the huddle and then into the pocket. And if he gets in a situation where he feels like he needs to tuck it and run, he's totally content doing that because he's most times the best running back on the field. And then if he feels like he's in a situation where he can take advantage in the passing game, he's totally content throwing a beautifully thrown deep ball right on the sideline to A.J. Brown or any number of his wide receivers. So I think that's where you get those comparisons is he's in, unflappable because he can make every shot. 
He doesn't have to worry about, okay, I am relegated to the pocket. I have to beat you from here. Or I'm only a guy that can run and put pressure on you from that standpoint, so I have to make sure I'm in that mode. He can, he can do everything. He can do everything, and he's done it since he showed up. The numbers bear out the truth of what both David and MJ are saying. His numbers this year are astonishing, which is why he remains the front runner, I believe, MJ, for you mm-hmm. as the MVP. Let's listen to those numbers very quickly. His completion percentage, let's start there, is almost 67%. He put 3,700 yards on the board passing. He had 22 touchdowns against only six interceptions. That, of course, is significant and remarkable. I think the number that will resonate with Eagles fans more than any other is 14 and one. 14 wins against only one loss. Let's not forget that the other two losses on the Eagles record this year belong to Gardner Minshew. And in terms of rushing, his rushing numbers this year are also staggering. 760 yards, 13 touchdowns. So you add up, the aggregate is exceptional. It's extraordinary. And yet, this game's not being played on paper. David, you know this better than anybody here. So let's talk about what Jalen Hurts has to do in your estimation to put the Eagles in the best possible situation to walk away with a win. What are the numbers? What do you need to see from Jalen Hurts on Sunday to guarantee an Eagles victory? So as you progress through the playoffs, the opponents obviously get better. The understanding that it's going to take everything that you have from a team perspective and from an individual perspective to pull off a W. You look at the physicality of that 49ers-Cowboys game, it was intense. So you look at it from a Philly standpoint, what do we have to do to beat San Francisco? I really think that Jalen's going to have to utilize that last number. 13 touchdowns, the 760 rushing yards. In the quarterback room, we call that hidden yardage. When the quarterback runs with the football, there's really no way to account for that from the defensive perspective. (laughs) I'm going to laugh and interrupt only because in your quarterback room, it's hidden yardage because nobody expected you to No one expects There's nothing hidden about the Jalen Hurts rushing yards. I love you. I'm so sorry. I had to Well, no, it is because it's almost like a a gimme. And that's why for so long, that's what it was looked at. Like, when you run with the football as a quarterback, it's a fair fight. Yeah. It's 11 on 11 now. For so long, guys like me handed the ball off, and we had the best seat in the house. We watched backs run all day. We're seven yards behind the center. This is great. But we were never a threat. But Jalen is, and so now, now the, the playing field is leveled. So they don't, they don't have that extra body. So when you use that, they have to now account. They have to bring a guy down. That changes what San Francisco does. The 49ers want to play two deep safeties. They want to let their front four get to the quarterback, and they want to let their linebackers run sideline to sideline, which they're great. But if you don't have someone accounted for in the run game for Jalen, he's going to walk down the field. They'll have 200 rushing yards in the first half, and the game will be over. So what you have to do is you have to bring that next guy down. You have to bring another safety into the box. Safety is the one who has to commit. You have to add that seventh guy in a spread formation, which is what Jalen and the Eagles like to play. And just by the numbers, I can now infer from that that it's one-on-one on the outside. And that's where he has to win. So he has to win playing catch with A.J. Brown and his amazing wide receiving core. And so when I look at it from a San Francisco standpoint, that's the only way you stop them is you just have to force him to be elite in the passing game and just hope for the best. Hope that your corners can hold up. Hopefully that secondary, hopefully the pass rush can get there against an elite offensive line. But if they if they come in and they're able to run the ball, Jalen is able to run the ball, hand the ball off and run zone runs, you just, I don't know how you stop them. And they're gonna control the clock. They're not gonna give you a lot of opportunities. They're gonna have to force Philly's hand. San Francisco's gonna have to force Philly's hand. Okay, MJ, I'm gonna come back to you in one moment, but forgive me, I wanna stay with DC for one second. 
So let's build on that. They have to be able to run the ball. They ran for, you know, a, a half a mile yeah. uh, last week against the Giants, or well, the other day, yeah. uh, we're talking on Tuesday, against the Giants. Let's put a number on this. It was 268 yards, I believe, they racked up against yeah. the Giants. What do they need to do? Do I, they I, need to crack 200 again? Yeah, I don't even think they need that. I, 200 yards is what 200 I think. 200 yards, is, is that your number? Yeah, because I, I think that if they can get to 200 yards, the game is already in hand. And it's it's pretty much a case of uh, is Jalen going to play in the fourth quarter? <laughs> okay, so let's put wow. this let's put this stat line together for an Eagles victory. Stat line number one, two hundred rushing, rushing yards, and of course that includes some of those. A considerable victory. number of those are going to come yes. from Jalen Hurts himself. We saw what Kenneth Gainwell was able to do. Right. We certainly saw that Miles Sanders was almost a decoy in the face of what Kenneth Gainwell was yep. able to do. Okay, so two hundred yards rushing. Let's talk about third downs. You see this as very important. You see games won and lost in the playoffs on third down. What's the number you're looking for? Yeah, for this Eagles? is really interesting to me because I actually had this conversation come up with my, my boys actually at home and, and with with Derek. We we sat there and we were trying to think because we were talking about Philly. And we said, has, has anyone ever won the Super Bowl with a quarterback rushing the football like Jalen is? And we couldn't think of one. Yeah. You know, Colin Kaepernick got close. Cam Newton got close. Yep. Right. There's no one that's really ever done this. Yeah. And Derek made a great point, and I think it's I think it's a good one. He said when you get in these games and you watch how these the playoff scenarios play out, third down, you got to win on third down. It doesn't matter what you do. Like I don't care how you move the ball up and down the field. You can run it with the quarterback. You can you can throw it. You can have a, a, a litany of different styles of offense. But when it comes down to those third and sixes, how do you convert those? Like how are you going to be in those situations? So when I look at it, if they complete, if they're at sixty percent, they win the game. Because that just means more players. Okay, that's significant. So six out of ten, MJ. Six out of ten. MJ and I looked at the season numbers right before coming down here. The Eagles on third down throughout the course of the entire season and the playoffs, the one game they've played Mm -hmm. so far, 47.5% on third down. Now that is less than 50%, but that ranked third in the NFL. So you uptick by 12.5%, get you to 60%. That's a winning game play. 200 rushing yards, 60% on third down. Sorry, you were about to say. I'm talking about locks. Like you, If you get me to 200 rushing yards, you convert 60% of your third downs, you win the game. There's no question. There's nothing that Brock Purdy and the 49ers can do to keep you from winning the football. By the way, the only quarterback that stands out in my heads, guys, to answer your question about who's ever done this to win a Super Bowl, the closest I can come is Steve Young. Let's yeah. talk about sacks, yeah. sack numbers. Other side of the ball. You're 200 rushing yards, 60% on the offensive side. Let's yeah. switch to the other side. What do you need to see from that Philly defense, that second-ranked overall defense yeah. against Brock Purdy and the Niners? What's the number that stands out here? Well, we know they're incredible at rushing the passer. And when I look at this matchup, if you just look at the first quarter of the of the Dallas-San uh, Francisco game, Dallas was able to get some pressure on Brock Purdy. They were able to kind of collapse the pocket, and it made it tight for him. You know, he's a guy that likes to move around and buy time to be able to see be able to move out of the pocket, make some dynamic plays. And I think that if they can condense that pocket, if they can get four sacks, they had two. Dallas had two. They only lost by seven. I think that if Philly can get four sacks, that also ensures a victory. So those three those three numbers are, are pretty much the, the benchmark. If you're talking about you're a Philly fan, how do we win this game? Stay on the field on third down, rush for 200 yards, get four sacks from your front, which you're fully capable of doing. You got 70-something sacks on the year including this last playoff game so fully capable of doing that it's just going to be if they can make Brock uncomfortable because what what was interesting is that first half San Francisco didn't run the football very well you know they went to some gap scheme stuff they started pulling linemen kind of creating some some different run schemes it was interesting uh, Baldy was talking about how Philly is unique they'll play that five-man front what I've found when you run zone right likes like Kyle likes to do it's very difficult to run zone versus a five-man front 
What you want to do in zone run blocking schemes is you want to double, you want to help with guys. And when you have five guys on the line, now everybody's covered up and they're all single blocked. And I think that's where Philly has an advantage to kind of do what Dallas did a little bit in that run game. So Kyle's going to have to come in with some more of those gap scheme runs, pulling some guys, being creative in that run game to kind of create some some run lanes for Christian and Debo. But they got their work cut out for him because because Philly's a tough front. Okay, so 200 rushing yards, 60% on third downs, and four sacks from that Philly defense. That is the combination to unlock a victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's swap over to the other side of the ball because Baldy is going to join you now, David, and give us the combination for the Niners to unlock an upset. David, Baldy, take the mic. Niners back in the NFC Championship game. They win if what happens with Brock Purdy, David? Mm-hmm. Okay, this sacks. This is what it comes down to. Okay, I don't really like sacks. All right, Brock Purdy definitely doesn't. He was sacked <laughs> You've twice. You've been sacked against... before, Dave? I've been sacked before, <laughs> yes, Baldy. Wow, it doesn't Baldi. help wow. winning football games, especially no. in championship games. Brock Purdy was sacked twice against the Cowboys. Yep. I think that if, if they get to three, it's going to be close. But I'll say three, okay? okay? I'll say three times they can handle. But that's going to be right on the, on the razor's edge, man, because we saw how close that game was against the Cowboys. Philly's a better offense, I think. This is more explosive. I think that you got to keep it under there. If you get down in here, man, it's looking rough. Well, one way that you can keep the sacks down is if you run the ball. Oh. The 49ers want to run the ball, right? Yes. So there's a wild stat out there, Dave. I just looked it up. It's okay. so wild. Love it. They're actually 8-0. This year, eight straight wins, I should say. Eight straight wins when they run the ball 30 times or more. Wow. For me, and this is what, why the number is key, it's not so many the number of yards or the rush average. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that can you stay with the run? Can you, on first and 10, gain a yard and stay with it on second and nine? Yep. Or are you going to go straight to the pass, Dave? If they get to 30 runs, I think that's a magical number where Brock Purdy's going to get protected. Yep. They're, they're not going to be hitting him. There's going to be balance to the offense. Use the play action. And you can play action, do all the things that, you know, Kyle Shanahan loves to do. Yeah, so off of that, okay, so 30 touches or 30 rushes, and Debo could be involved in that as well. So I'll say Debo and Kittle touches. Can or will be. (laughs) I think he's going to definitely be involved, right? A lot of attention on Christian McCaffrey. But I honestly think, so you look at Kittle's numbers with Purdy, they've gone through the roof, all right? He loves him, right? And Kittle feels comfortable even when he's not the open guy or not the, you know, third or fourth guy. He's the fifth guy. He's the check down. He still finds a way. I'll say 20. I could go 25 I did in the meeting. I'll say 20 touches between Debo and Kittle. That's going to ensure a 49ers win because we've seen what Debo can do on a crossing route, on the ball in his hands, finds a way. Kittle's magical with the football in his hands, running after catch. He, he really can galvanize the football team just on a run-after-catch play, so get him the football. I know our audience is super intelligent. So I had this category up here, just the defense magic number. So what, what's the number? Okay, what is it? And what does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? All right, so let's get to it. So like, I'm going to go... The magic number is three. Okay. And the three means a couple of things. Hmm. Third down defense. Yeah, that's cute. All right, they weren't great, San Francisco, on third down defense. They were middle of the road this year. All right, 39%. Okay. All right, they weren't the worst. They weren't the best. Mm-hmm. But if they can keep right now the Eagles to 35% okay. in, that three, in that range on third down, get off good. the field, yep. that'd be key. The other part of this three is, this is why it's a magic number, like is that. when they get to the red zone, the Eagles are an excellent red zone team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you hold them to field goals of three points? Rather than touchdowns, Bruce. four point swing, it's a big deal when you only can surrender field goals versus like the touchdown. Good. There's been a common theme through all of you guys on all of our shows here on Total Access as we've gotten into the postseason, and it is that third down number. Mm-hmm. Pay close attention to that, that magic number three that Baldy has pointed out.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. Okay, MJ, we've seen now numbers to kind of quantify a perfect game script for both the Eagles and the Niners. Thank you, David. Thank you, Brian Baldinger. Let's turn back to you, MJ, and talk about a team you know very well, a team you covered, the San Francisco 49ers. Michael Robinson the other day said, well, he said two things. One, he keeps asking the question. You've heard him ask it. What has Kyle Shanahan won? And two, he said that he believes that Kyle Shanahan has not yet really earned the reputation he has as an offensive genius, as this great top two, three, four, five, whatever you believe, coach in the NFL. So my question to you is, does Kyle Shanahan require a Super Bowl win to justify and validate the reputation that he has? I think by the metrics of the NFL, right, because that is the ultimate goal. That's all that matters at the end of the year, who is holding up the Lombardi. There is certainly a lot to be said about that. But I, I think it's not that simple. I think you have to see the body of work. I think you have to see the turnaround that he's made with this 49ers team in the, what, five seasons that he's been there, five, six seasons he's been there. Um, and, and what he's done in moments where I think many other coaches would not have been able to mold a third-string quarterback into the position that we see now. I think with the amount of injuries that the 49ers have faced throughout the years, um, the amount of changes that we've seen, and the amount of coaches that he's lost from his coaching tree, you have to take all that into account to see what he's still been able to do with this 49ers squad. And to me, that's impressive as hell. 
It really is because right. most people, most coaches are looking at themselves in January thinking, okay, we didn't get the Lombardi, but do I still have a job? Oh, my God, what am I doing next year? Whereas Kyle Shanahan says, look what I have built. Frustrated as hell because, you know, he wants the Lombardi more than anybody yeah. else. But I think you have to, to see the body of work, and that is why he is so respected in the league and why his coaches keep getting pulled and why the team is what it is and why players want to go there to play for him. I really appreciate what you're saying because it is kind of a grounding bit of context that you're giving us. And I think you've, you're, you've convinced me. You're absolutely right. It is about what he built. And the fact is he built situations for two different teams. If you look at the Falcons, that 28 mm. to three, and I'm not rubbing your noses in it, Falcons fans. I just want to remind you that what Kyle Shanahan built, a lot of people say he stopped running the ball. That was a problem. Game clock management became sure. an issue. Had he managed it a little better, he wouldn't have given the Patriots an opportunity to come back. But let's not forget, you're talking about the GOAT. You're talking about an offense that was bound to unlock a few things in the second half, which they did. You're talking about a great deal of circumstantial luck. And you're talking about a quarterback who was in a position on third and nine, I believe it was, mm -hmm. to throw the ball away, not take the sack, kick the field goal, and statistically, arithmetically, put that game out of reach. It's now 31 to 10, or whatever mm -hmm. it would have been at the time, and the Patriots don't come back. You then flip over to San Francisco. If Jimmy G has better touch on the deep throw, we are not having this conversation right. about Kyle Shanahan's reputation, no. except to say, man, Kyle Shanahan is extraordinary and may get a second or a third Super Bowl right. this year. So I think you're absolutely right, and I appreciate that context. MJ, finish this sentence for me on this game. It's Tuesday, listener. It is Tuesday, 126 Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> Do not hold MJ Acosta Ruiz to what she is about to say. She may change her mind by Sunday. But as we stand right now, as you sit right now, I wouldn't be surprised if what happens in this game. I was For a second, I was going to say, please don't make me pick this game yet. I'm not there. <laughs> no, just in terms of how mentally, you're feeling right now, what your gut tell you, you wouldn't be surprised if what? I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes to overtime and we're battling it I out. I love that. Honestly. I love that. Three football? what I hope for? Let's go. Yeah, Championship Sunday overtime go. football. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've, been in, I've been in San Francisco in that scenario. Like... I, I know what that's like in, the, in that exact game, and that was just brutal, man. It was yeah. Giants, San Francisco. I mean, it comes down to the way. It's going to be a it's going to be a great football game. Two evenly matched teams. Difference being, we're going to be in a hostile Philadelphia mm. environment, of course. Love and it. with well that deserved. as context, David, you finish the sentence. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if I love San Francisco. I, I really like them as a team. I, I've picked them to go to the Super Bowl even earlier this season, but I wouldn't be surprised if Philly just gets after them. I just don't see a scenario where Philly's been tested this year with Jalen on the field. I know they, I know their record is what it is, and they got a loss with him out there. But I, I really don't see a hole in this team's, in this team's, anything. <laughs> to be honest, they're they're a good football team, man. And that quarterback is so impressive to me. Just from the moment he stepped on the field in Philly, the way he's handled himself and carried himself, and the way MJ talked about his personality and how he doesn't panic on the field, and now he's just surrounded with so many good football players and such a good defense. I just I keep looking at it matchup-wise, and I go back and forth on both sides of the ball. I don't see a scenario where San Francisco has the advantage. It's going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. An overtime game, perhaps a dominant Eagles performance, perhaps in yeah. a good game, yeah. David, of yeah. course. I love this. I was writing this down earlier today, trying to come up with kind of alt 
personas for the four starting quarterbacks that we expect. Come on, Patrick Mahomes, get yourself healthy, mm -hmm. that we expect to yeah. take the field this Sunday. Joe Burrow, of course, this is easy because I'm borrowing from the lips of everybody in America over the last couple of weeks. Joe Burrow's a surgeon. He's a surgeon. He, he should have a scalpel in his hand. He yeah. could be a neurosurgeon. The guy is exacting. He is precise. He is bloodless when he needs to be. And he enjoys it afterwards with a cigar and a nice, uh, a nice little taunt. You better send those refunds. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, for me, guys, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and you will because this sounds crazy. To me, he's the circus clown. Is he the fool? No, no, no. I didn't no, say he's the no. jester. He's not yeah. the joker. He is the circus clown. Have you ever been to the circus? Oh, yeah. Have you been to the circus? Mm -hmm. When you watch circus clowns, especially like Cirque du Soleil circus clowns, they're the best athletes in the room. No yeah. Question. They do it all. They're able to juggle whatever you want. And then you look down and you realize they're doing it on one leg. Yeah. They're doing it on a unicycle. They're doing it in the face of another challenge that you hadn't even noticed until you looked down. So for me, Patrick Mahomes is the circus clown. And I mean that with great reverence and respect, and he may have to be the circus clown going into this game. Guys, for me, Brock Purdy, I was thinking about uh, Back to the Future. I was thinking about uh, that scene in the, in the, in the diner, uh -huh. in yeah. the ice cream shop. He's a soda jerk. He's the kid <laughs> of indeterminate jerk. age who's dressed <laughs> perfectly in white, right? And he's always got a smile. Yeah. And whatever he brings you tastes good. Whatever he does works. It's always good. It always works. Good. It's never a loss. Rock Purdy is the soda jerk for That's me. That's one of my favorite movies. I'm like, <laughs> it's laughing great. Right? so hard. Yeah, Jalen Hurts right yeah. for me. MJ, I think you'll like this one, but you may want to sound off and give me a different profession, a different persona. For me, Jalen Hurts, based on what you and I have talked about mm -hmm. all season, is the poker pro. He's the one who you have no clue <laughs> what he has in his hand. Yeah, he's you great. have no clue what he's thinking. You just know that chances are pretty good that whatever I've got, isn't good enough <laughs> to beat right. whatever he's got. Do you buy that, yeah. MJ? Yeah, 100%. Especially when you see him in his press conferences. He got, he's got the hat, low brim. You can't read the guy. You cannot read it. the guy. It's is great. he still your MVP? He is. It would, it's, This would have to, for Patrick Mahomes to overtake it, Patrick Mahomes has to go out there on one leg again this weekend and, and win again. Is it a high standard? Yes, because he's already won it. I think Jalen Hurts, in his absence, proved that he is oh my God. the MVP. 100%. He is, in fact, the most valuable player, and we saw it. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to Gardner Minshew, yeah. but we saw okay. it when Jalen Hurts was out. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, the Super Bowl champ, David Carr, the host of NFL Total Access and the co-host of the L Huddle podcast, MJ Acosta Ruiz. We have talked at length about the NFC game, about the second seed at San Francisco 49ers going into Philly to take on the top-seeded Philadelphia Eagles. We have statistics that suggest a win for the one and a win for the other. Let's turn to the AFC. It's the Bengals and the Chiefs the three seed and the one seed at Arrowhead. And guys, this game cannot be talked about until we know the latest on Patrick Mahomes. And for that, we bring in Mike Garofolo. Mike, take the mic. What are you hearing, Mike G? MJ, let's see if he even practices tomorrow when the team returns to action or whether they have Chad Henney take the bulk, if not all of the reps. Now, that's okay this week because Mahomes is going to be more of a pocket guy. Next Gen Sets said after the injury on Sunday, he got rid of the ball half a second faster, and he was inside the tackle box half the time before the injury. After the injury, 88.9%. So yeah, it's not going to be the typical Patrick Mahomes we're seeing. So if Henny is the one working with the team in practice, he's more of that pocket guy. He'll be able to run things, so it's not like it's going to be that much of a difference in what they're seeing in practice. The other players uh, on offense versus what they are going to see this weekend. Now, the interesting part of this matchup is Lou Anarumo, the Bengals defensive coordinator, did a great job when these teams met in the regular season at showing Mahomes one thing all game long and then showing him something different, forcing him to hold the football. So you know Anarumo is going to try to have those tricks up his sleeve to, to make Mahomes hold it a little longer in the pocket, get that pass rush home. Okay, that's the latest on Patrick Mahomes. And guys, I think, MJ, is there any doubt in your mind that number 15 is going to start this game? There, you can't keep him off that field. Mm-hmm. There's no way. We saw him right after he got injured. He tried like, already. Yeah. Sir, <laughs> you're literally dragging your leg, but he wanted to get back out there. There's, yep. there's no way he's going to stay out of it. He didn't even want to go in the locker room and get right. x-rays. He's just, he was afraid yeah. that if it came up positive yes, they'd that they'd keep, they keep the his ass out. That's why he didn't want to like, go. Uh-uh, I'm I knew not exactly do what it. he was thinking. I don't want to know the <laughs> news. I'm not going to the I'll doctor. figure it out after the game. <laughs> Is there any doubt in your mind, None. David Carr, that 15 will start this game? He didn't even wear a boot after right. the game. He just walked out in tennis shoes. Like, <laughs> I'm fine. Like, yeah, that, he was sending a message. He was sending right. a message. High ankle sprain. Talk to me about it's that. Brutal, You're a right-handed man. quarterback. You have done it. You have had it. You have felt it. What was your recovery time? I know you're a different beast than he is. How difficult a challenge does he face this week? Four weeks. I didn't feel good for four, four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, I think I missed two games, so I, but I didn't feel good for a month. You know, And that's where he's – I could. it's so crazy to me because having felt that exact same pain trying to throw right-handed, you just can't really flex it. They, I mean, that tape job is going to be so tight, it's going to feel like a oh. cast. But that's – I mean, that's good. 
you know, because he's not he's not going to be as mobile, obviously. But what I what I've been talking about on the show all week is just like it's just mind boggling to me seeing some of the throws that he's still able to make without even using his right ankle. He doesn't even use it. He just plants it in the ground and he just kind of sits there wide based and he can throw it sidearm. He can throw it over the top. It's incredible to me to watch him perform that way. So, I mean, man, Godspeed, brother. Go for it. I'm, I'm excited for you. Okay, this one I found very interesting, guys, because the opening line, and we don't like to get too obsessed about lines around here. It's not about the gambling, but the, the line sort of directs your eye and your spirit in a direction. And the line opened with the Kansas City Chiefs, the top seed, they've earned it, two and a half point favorites. That line has now shifted an entire five points. That is, that is seismic in this industry, and that is seismic in this league, especially that quickly, and especially without news that Patrick Mahomes is not mm. playing in this game, mm. the Bengals are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. MJ, what is it about the Bengals? Is it the fact that they've beaten the Chiefs three straight times? Right. Is it the fact that Mahomes is gimpy? What else should I be looking for as to explain why the Bengals are favorites in the AFC Championship game? I think they've been under underestimated the entire season, despite the fact that they played in the Super Bowl just last year, not just underestimated, but also overlooked. And I think part of that was because at the start of the season, uh, Burrow was coming back from a surgery, yeah. from an appendectomy. So not only was it shaky for them to start, but then you're wondering, wait, how quickly is he going to get back out there? Mm -hmm. And then the second he was fully recovered, he said, all right, cool beans, um, time to go to work. Same old, same old. Same yeah. old, same old. Yeah. And they're, I think this is a better team than what they I had agree. last year. I think they're stronger. They're like, it's like Captain Planet, you know, when they put all the powers <laughs> combined. <laughs> old school, I myself. Um, I love it. I think it's been incredible. And yet week after week after week, they're underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. And they're mm. sick of that ish. You know, I'll yep. censor myself there. Um, and I think they showed last week, put some respect on our name. Okay, now some respect has been put on their names, and they certainly deserve it. They have earned it, MJ. Mm -hmm. David, when you go from underdog to now favorite, now expected to win, oh, and their best player isn't 100%, mm -hmm. so if you don't win, mm -hmm. it will be considered a failure. Does that little shift in expectation create pressure that maybe they'd rather live without? That's a good point. Because they've always lived with the underdog mentality and that has done quite well for them. Yeah, I would say yes if it was anyone other than Joe Burrow. Okay. He's a, he's a complete killer to me. Like he's just an absolute savage when you go out there. You talk about being a surgeon and the way that they attack. It's just been crazy to me to watch Zach Taylor's transformation of an offensive system to now he has just realized that Joe is a master at just <laughs> spread the field, give me every inch of grass with a explosive dynamic playmaker out there. Let me see how you deploy. And frankly, I can just choose what play I want to get to and I'm going to beat you. Because if we, if you want to play a light box, I can smash the ball with Mixon just like I did last week for 100 yards. If you want to come up and play any type of single high man-to-man -man coverage on the outside, I have three guys that are going to win. I got a tight end that can win. And Joe's just a master there. He's, and he's so comfortable in his skin. He reminds me of Jalen in that moment because he also will tuck the ball. He'll run. He'll, he'll put the ball down. He'll use his legs. He did last week in the snow. Tucked it, started to run, kept his eyes down the field, makes plays. So I just don't know if he panics. I think that he doesn't flinch. I don't think he cares if they're favored. I don't think he cares if they're underdogs. He cares about being, I, literally, I, when you listen to him and you watch the way he carries himself, he wants to be one of the greatest of all time. He's you could watch him. scary in that yeah. sense, right? Like he's just sort of American like, Psycho. What, you, what chip are you talking about? Yeah. This is just who I am. I just, this is what I, I do. 
You said yeah. scary. This guy over here is just casually dropping words like killer, <laughs> yeah. savage, he is. and then he just dropped in under his breath American, American Psycho. Psycho. First of all, uh, that's what he is to me. Our true crime. That's I, that's Netflix. It's their, it's their fault, right? That's <laughs> oh all I see is I see this insane person <laughs> playing quarterback. Joe Burrow, don't feel judged. Uh, <laughs> They're drawing. It's a, it's uh, a, feel, feel it's a term of endearment. It is a term of endearment. Yeah, it's about us. Oddly, <laughs> you know what else Joe Burrow doesn't care about? Joe Burrow does not care about being behind to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? All three of these three straight wins. He's yep. the only person to do that against Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team. Mm -hmm. He's 3-0 against them. He was down in all three games. We promised you yesterday an examination or maybe an explanation as to why. And guys, it all comes down to the second half. We only have a minute to go, so we'll get through this quickly. In the second half of Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes, head-to-head -head games between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Completion percentage. Patrick Mahomes, 56.8. Joe Burrow, 76.8 passing yards patrick mahomes 254 joe burrow 560. come on passing yards per attempt patrick mahomes 5.8 joe burrow 10. touchdown to interception ratio patrick mahomes zero touchdowns two picks joe burrow four touchdowns one pick. Passer rating, just to complete this Sunday with a cherry on top. Brock Purdy's the one who gave it to us. Passer rating, Patrick Mahomes, 54.5 in the second half of games against the Bengals. Joe Burrow, 124.1. Now, we can give all that credit to Joe Burrow, and he deserves a lot of it. Obviously, the play calling gets some credit, too. We see you, Zach Taylor. Mm -hmm. You're impressive. Mm -hmm. You are one of quietly, sneakily almost, one of the most impressive yeah. coaches in the NFL that nobody is still talking about. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get around to talking about mm -hmm. you, Zach Taylor. Yeah. But the defensive coordinator for the Bengals may deserve more credit than anyone. Lou, say his last name for me. Oh, I can't even pronounce okay, it. Okay, thanks a lot for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you look it up Everyone so that we tried. get a proper pronunciation because I don't want to defame and deface your name, but I want to give you some major credit, Lou, because Brian Baldinger talked about it earlier today. And David, I want you to explain it very quickly. Yeah. We always talk about second half adjustments. Uh -huh. Uh, the best coaches, the best teams make second half adjustments. Baldy has crystallized this focus even more. It's not just second half adjustments, it's second down yeah. adjustments. What did he mean? Can you tell us very quickly what he meant by that? Yeah, so what the beauty of second down adjustments is teams feel like offense has an advantage if they can get you in like second and six or less. But what's nice about what Cincinnati has always done is they attack formations and they attack protections. So they know in that scenario, in those second down moments, that you're going to try and take a shot. You're going you're to probably get in a five or six man protection to be able to push the ball down the field and try and, get, try and get an explosive play. And what they do is they rush four still, but they do it from so many different angles. So they find out where you're sliding your protection. They show the blitz is coming from there so that your quarterback will set and leave the protection there. And then they bring it from the other side and they put your back in compromising situations. They put your tackles in one-on-ones, but they still only rush four guys. So they're able to still cover down and make sure you don't hit an explosive play on them, but they're going to test your protections. That's the beauty of what they do. They do it better than anybody. And Brian suggested that some of those, thank you for explaining, in yeah. some of those moments, they don't rush four. They will actually drop one of the fourth into coverage, yeah. right? Drop him into that sort of second layer, linebacker right. layer. He becomes a yeah, de facto spy, eight yeah. and they're only rushing three, yeah. confusing Patrick Mahomes on second down yeah. to create third and long, because and they nobody know, wants to play exactly. out third and long because for the whole good, game. Right. The good coordinators on offense, they want to attack on second down. A lot of conservative coordinators 
right, will actually just, oh, let's just try and get the first down. Let's run it. Let's do something where we can pick up that five or six yards to get a new set of downs, but not Andy. And that's why I think Cincinnati, as these playoffs go, they play better coordinators. They play more aggressive guys. It actually backfires on you because you're playing right into Cincinnati's hands, right into that, that type of overload blitz. But now we're playing coverage, caused some hesitation like we saw against Josh Allen last week, and then boom, knocked out, balls out. Guys are scrambling. For uh, Lou, give me a last name. Anarumo. Thank See, you. That's why I didn't Thank try. You. I, I, she I, honestly, it. I didn't want to try. But, but truth be told, it's not that difficult. I shouldn't. I shouldn't balk at this pitch. <laughs> Lou Anarumo, you are perhaps the coach, even beyond your head coach Zach Taylor, the coach still left in the tournament, in the Final Four, as we will call it now, that deserves more credits and more pub than you are getting. Yep. All eyes on that Bengals defense, specifically on second down. David, thank you for explaining that. We will get to the Chiefs. It's as if the Chiefs aren't in this game. Forgive me for that. That's clock management on my part. Let's finish the show and answer the same question as you answered for the NFC game. David, we'll start with you. I wouldn't be surprised if. I wouldn't be surprised if that Cincinnati Bengals defense gives Kansas City too much to handle especially with a, and I know this is the, the fun story to talk about, but it is, it is a thing. Like if Mahomes isn't able to extend and move and be the guy that we always know, that type of pressure, pressure scheme can put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. It can, it can make you have to make a quick decision. And if you, if you aren't able to get the ball out at that instant, you're going to get whacked. You're going to get hit. And if you can't move or buy time, it could be a long day for Pat. David Carr wouldn't be surprised if that Bengals defense gives the Chiefs more than they can handle. Yeah. Wow. MJ Costa Ruiz, you get the last word today. I wouldn't be surprised if. If on one leg and one hand tied behind his yes. back, blindfolded, Patrick Mahomes goes out there, gets the <laughs> monkey off his back, and gets the much very wanted freaking win against the Bengals. What is this folks. monkey on his back? The guy's got a Super Bowl win, a Super Bowl MVP, MVP. Yeah, a regular season MVP, half a billion dollars yeah. in the bank. Uh, owns right. the Royals. Yeah, owns, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Uh, no, fair enough. I yeah. love that take because mm -hmm. we do tend to oversteer in traffic, don't we? Flip the car, yeah. and now we're only talking about Burrow. We're only talking about the Bengals. Right. MJ, thank you for reminding us <laughs> that this guy may be, probably is, the best quarterback in the NFL and may just prove it no matter how many legs he's working with. Mm. Yep. Guys, thank you so much. I want to thank today's special guests, MJ Acosta-Ruiz and David Carr. David Carr, I intended on asking you today, I don't think I'm going to see you the rest of the week. Yeah. What would it take? What does Andy Reid need to see to say no to Patrick Mahomes in the game, to actually say, you know what, Patrick, you don't have enough right now. What does that score line need to read? How late in the game are we looking? I want you to think about that. I want you to text me the answer, and I will share it with it. our listeners <laughs> tomorrow. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Listener, please join us tomorrow. Hall of Famer Kurt Warner is going to join us, and he's going to tell us why he sees a little of himself in the soda jerk, Brock Purdy. He's also going to tell us what the Niners D have in store for Jalen Hurts. Translation, Jalen Hurts, watch your back and your side and your front. He's also going to tell us what the Bengals D has in store for Patrick Mahomes. And I have a feeling, David, it's going to sound a little bit like what you just described. Mm -hmm. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.